Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host of this Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast, courtesy of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. I hope you all check out the website. Sorry, I tried to go all promo on you. Welcome to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com's Let's Ride podcast. Look, y'all should know by now that BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, this website is is all-encompassing in terms of what we do at Behind the Steel Curtain, or BTSE as we call it. You know, the, 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 the podcast, all of it, it's a part of the website. So honestly, if you're a big-time Steeler fan, and I know it's funny, I talk to a lot of fans, and a lot of times when I talk to people that are Steeler fans, one of the first questions that I ask them is, do you like to read about the Steelers? <clears throat> Sometimes they say, well, what do you mean? Now, what I mean is that there's a lot of people that don't, that they'll watch the games every Sunday, they know the general players, but they really don't follow the team that close. That's fine. It's it's their prerogative. Uh, but sometimes they'll say, yeah, I like to read about the team. I'm like, oh, have you ever heard of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com? A lot of people have, but there's still some people that haven't. So by all means, make sure you check out that website. But hey, there are some people that just like to listen to podcasts, too. They don't have time to sit down and read a website. Everything, Everyone's different. And that's why BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, we try to tailor to everyone. I'm really excited about this podcast. I got to be honest. But before we get to this, before we get started into the headline and the, the gist of this podcast, I want to do a quick plug. I want to plug a series that we are going to start tonight, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. is going to start. 
It's going to be a series of podcasts. Every single podcaster is going to get their own time. I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes, however long they want. I don't think it should go longer than that. And they're going to talk about their holiday memories, holiday memories in general, holiday memories about the Steelers, maybe how they intertwined with one another on occasion. And we're going to run one a day leading up to Christmas. Now, if you don't celebrate Christmas, I, I respect that. Just understand we're choosing that date to have this be the, the finishing point. And Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer, said, Jeff, I want you to get the ball rolling. So tonight, Wednesday night at 7 p.m., or any other time after that, I guess, you can tune into our podcast platform anywhere you get your podcasts, and you'll find my Christmas memories. And I got to be honest, as I was sitting down, writing down notes, I, I take notes for all of my podcasts that, you know, it's just a way for me to stay organized. It's a way for me to give the, to deliver the goods the best way I know how, and that's to be organized. And so I was writing down some memories from Christmas. I think that, I think you got, I think you all will enjoy all of these. Obviously, I hope you enjoy mine tonight, but still, I hope that you check out all of them. There's going to be one a day. They're not going to be long. And it's, it gives you a little bit of a glimpse into each podcaster that does a show for Behind the Steel Curtain and and their, their Christmas memories. It, it's going to be a good thing. Check it out. But that's not what we're talking about on this show. You're all probably sitting there like, come on, Jeff, get on with it. I get it. All right, here we go. I feel like a giant hypocrite right now. I do. I For what I'm about to say, I feel like every single one of you should say, this guy's losing it. He's losing his mind. Hear me out. In week 15, you know, the Steelers are coming off of two straight losses. They're playing awful. They look like garbage. In week 15, when the Steelers go to the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday Night Football, style points matter. I know, I know. The same guy that just yelled and screamed for the vast majority of the regular season that it doesn't matter how you win as long as you win is now saying how they win matters. And I believe that is fact. How the Steelers play and how they win, boy, does that matter. At least to me. At least to me. After the last two weeks, it matters. Let me just set the stage here for you, okay? Let's just set the stage. Monday Night Football, Cincinnati, Ohio, Paul Brown Stadium. The Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin said this, quote-unquote, they laid an egg in week 14 up in Buffalo in primetime. So they're on Monday Night Football. The two 10-1 Bengals, they've lost two straight games. The offense hasn't topped 20 points in three weeks. Okay, so there's the stage. The stage is set. 11-2 Steelers, two 10-1 Bengals. There's no Joe Burrow for Cincinnati. If Joe Burrow was playing, it would be a completely different story. There's no Joe Burrow. That team has essentially given up. So much so that during Mike Tomlin's Tuesday press conference, he didn't even talk about the Bengals. <laughs> he, he didn't say a word. I couldn't believe it. I've been listening to Mike Tomlin's press conferences since he was hired in 2007, and never once leading up to a game has he not talked about the upcoming opponent. He did not talk about him. He didn't say a word about the Bengals. Okay, so there's the stage. The stage is set. Now let's play some what-ifs, shall we? Let's play some what-ifs. Let's say that the Steelers struggle. The struggles continue. They can't run the ball on offense. 
They struggle to convert on third downs. And let's say that they barely escape with a win. They barely get out of Cincinnati with a win. It's a win. And they would clinch the AFC North. And that's all well and good. But you can't tell me that that would make you feel better about the team. No. No way. No way. I know that I'm being unbelievably contradictory right now. I'm being a gigantic hypocrite right now. But this week, for me, style points matter. They matter in a big way. And you may be saying, Jeff, they just need to get off this, this rocky road they're on. They just need to get a win, get it off, the, just get it over with, get the division locked up and move on. And I understand that. I really do. But to me, this is not just about getting a win. To me, this is about setting the tone for the rest of the season. I'm going to talk about that more in the second half of this show. Okay, we're going to talk where we really dive into that second half, or I'm sorry, the final quarter of or the last three games of the regular season. So we're going to get into that. But still, this is not just about this win this week. Okay, you lose this game, and the Steelers fans better put up the barricades because fans with pitchforks and torches are going to be storming the facility. Okay, but if they win this game, it's about how they win. Here, let me explain. The Steelers' offense needs to look right quote-unquote right. It needs to look like what we were used to seeing when they were averaging 30 points per game. I want to see something that even resembles balance. And again, I don't need 50-50 splits. I need them to be able to run the ball when they want to run the ball and throw the ball efficiently and in a multitude of ways, mind you, at the same time. I'm not interested in just watching Ben Roethlisberger throw little out routes and little bubble screens and these quick hitters. That's fine and dandy. But my gosh, sometimes you're going to have to throw the ball down the field. You're going to have to hit the seams. You're going to have to connect on some deep shots. This can't turn into Joe Flacco's heave and pray Baltimore Ravens offense. It just can't. I want them to start looking right. Give me a little bit of balance, okay? I want them to be efficient. Be efficient on third downs. They were one for 10 last Sunday, Sunday night football against Buffalo. I'll say it again. One for 10. That sucks, period. Us sucking is what Mike Tomlin would say as it regards to their third down offense last Sunday. So they need to be efficient, not just on third downs, but also in the red zone. Shockingly enough, the Steelers' red zone offense on the road is markedly better than their red zone offense at Heinz Field. I don't know why. No clue. You might be able to look at the opponents, and maybe that's not something to do with it. They were two for two in the red zone against Buffalo. They need to continue to trend in the right direction. That all leads back to the efficiency. They need to be an efficient offense. They need to put up, in my opinion, 25 or more points. That's just, they just have to do it. When the Dallas Cowboys go to, they play Cincinnati and score 30. And now one of them was a defensive touchdown, but still you put up 30 points. The Dallas Cowboys did that. They're not going to the playoffs. I doubt they do. I should say that they're not eliminated yet. The last time the Steelers put up 25 or more was against Jacksonville in week 11 down in Florida. Think about this, man. I mean, we have got to see the Steelers offense come out and just look right. And I know that's vague. And I know that some people say, well, come on, Jeff, you can give us something a little bit more than just looking right. Well, I did. But this offense needs to really prove to themselves and to the fan base 
that we can get it figured out. That's what I want to see. That's really what I want to see. At least, maybe not figured out, but a step in the right direction. I think you all get my drift. The, The defense is not immune to this either, by the way. Okay, I know the defense is great. They're elite. We know this. But what I want to see from the defense is when you're going up against the Cincinnati Bengals team, a team that struggled to protect Joe Burrow, and that was when he was healthy and playing. I don't even know who their quarterback is right now. I'm going to be completely honest with you. And I don't care who it is. I want to see the defense pressure the heck out of this quarterback, get the sacks that we know they're capable of getting. This is a game where you hope that Alex Highsmith can gain some confidence. He might be sitting there saying to himself, well, I'm not sure if I can do this, Bud Dupree, there's a big shoes to fill. This is a game where Alex Highsmith, maybe he gets a couple. Maybe he gets home on a couple occasions. TJ Watt, maybe he's kind of in a funk wondering, you know, what, what's this going to look like without my buddy, with my, my buddy Bud? I mean, he's my boy. He's been my pass rushing mate for years since I came to the league. He's not going to be back anytime soon. What is this going to look like? They need to go out and dominate. Dominate and rack up the rack up those stats. The quarterback hits, the pressures, the sacks. My gosh, that's what they need to do. They need to also take the football away. Take the ball away. All right, they, they, They've been doing this at a good clip. They had two takeaways, obviously, against Buffalo. They should have had a third, mind you, but the, I, I digress. They need to take the ball away. They need to be efficient in certain situations as well. We can go back to the Washington game where they were surrendering third and 16, third and 11. We saw similar issues against Buffalo, giving up third down conversions. The defense, just like the offense, needs to be efficient. And one of the ways that they can be the most efficient for a a defense is tackling. Give me some more consistent tackling. We saw against Buffalo, Minka Fitzpatrick, who's normally a pretty good tackler, comes to the line of scrimmage, throws his shoulder at the ball carrier. I wish I, I don't know if that was Stefan Diggs or not. I think it was Stefan Diggs, actually. Does not bring the ball carrier down. And next thing you know, you have about a 20 yard gain on top of that. That cannot happen. If you're elite, I said they were elite. If you are elite, if you're an elite group, then guess what? You don't do that. You just don't do that. And one thing that I forgot to say about the offense, I it, it just jogged my memory because I talked about taking away the ball for the defense. My gosh, the offense can't turn it over. They've gotten into this trend the past few weeks. They've been a couple turnovers here or there. That has to stop. I don't care if it's batted balls at the line of scrimmage. I don't care if the receiver is running the wrong route. They have to protect the football. Protect the rock. Don't shoot yourself in the foot, period. It's not just offense and defense here, though, that I really want to see this team look right. I want really want to see these style points. It's also coaching. And this goes to Mike Tomlin, and it runs all the way down through his staff. All the coordinators, Randy Feetner, Danny Smith, Keith Butler, all the way down to the position coaches. We're talking Ike Hilliard, Matt Canada, You go to the defensive side, Jerry Olsavsky. You've got, I could go through the whole coaching staff. I'm not going to. They all need to be better. The game plan needs to be better. And when I say the game plan, I'm talking about coming out of the gate. This really, though, is not for Keith Butler. I think the defense has come out of the gate strong the past few weeks. They did so against Washington. They did against Baltimore. 
Uh, and then they obviously did that against Buffalo. It wasn't the defense's fault that they went into halftime trailing. That pick six completely changed everything. But the offense has been absolutely dreadful coming out of the gate. I mean, awful. It looks so discombobulated, so out of sync. I don't understand what these guys think they're doing when they're putting the plan together, but it is egregious. That's how bad it is. It is awful. I mean, awful. They need to come out with a better plan. They need to have a game plan that's actually going to get them some success. Hey, let's be honest. Would it be great to see him go down the field and score a touchdown? Yes. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Would I be happy with them just flipping the field, having a decent drive that Jordan Berry can pin the other team deep and not give them good field position? At this point in time, I'd be happy with that on the opening drive. I really would. That sounds very elementary, but at the same time, that's where this offense is right now. They're at that elementary level. Yeah, I'd love to have points on the opening drive, even if it was a Chris Boswell field goal. I'm not banking on that. I need a better game plan. But there's a second part to this for the coaching staff. Where are the adjustments? Look at Buffalo. And this is still fresh in everyone's mind, and that's why I keep bringing it up. Buffalo in the first half, they score three offensive points. They come out in the second half, and boy, do they look like a different team. They're moving Stefan Diggs all around. He's getting the matchups that he wants. Where's the counter-adjustment from the Steelers? Where is it? Come on. Come on, guys. And in the first half, the Steelers don't blitz that much. They're really pressuring with four, sometimes five pass rushers. It's working. Josh Allen's not finding open receivers. He's having to put the ball into really small windows, and he's not that type of quarterback, not yet anyways. And then in the second half, they turn into just like this blitz-happy team, and they're leaving the back end exposed. What kind of adjustment is that? I don't get that at all. I don't understand it. And the one thing that was maybe the most frustrating was that when they saw themselves struggling, So you come out in the third quarter, you're thinking, we're going to switch it up. We're going to blitz the heck out of this guy. And so you blitz, 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 blitz. And guess what? It's not working. So maybe you should stop. But they didn't. They kept doing it. That's the adjustment that I'm talking about. You have to be able to wing it on the fly sometimes. And in the offensive side, can we not have the only adjustment be going to Ben Ball? And when I say Ben Ball, it is literally Ben's telling receivers what to do. No huddle. That's the only adjustment the Steelers have offensively. They have no other adjustment. It doesn't seem like it anyways. Sure, they can come off and look at their little you know, their little pads, their little Microsoft surfaces, and they're looking at each other. Oh, look at that. Yeah, that, yeah I see that there. It doesn't matter. They don't change anything. So I want to see some adjustments. This is what I'm talking about, though, to kind of put a bow on this part of the show. I want to see the Pittsburgh Steelers come out and look like a different football team. From the coaching staff to the offense to the defense to the special teams, every single aspect of this team needs to be better. And I want to see it with my own two eyes. I don't, I'm not just talking about the result. Do I want them to win? Obviously. Come on. But I'm talking about, I want them to actually go out there and put it together. Look like a playoff team. Look like a team that's actually 11 and 2. Look like someone that could actually do some damage in the postseason because right now it looks like the Steelers would rather roll over and die than fight for a, a, a division and fight for a home playoff game, fight for the number two seed, and say we are going to make a difference. We're going to make the loudest noise when it matters the most. That's what I want to see. It's time for this team to get right, and they do it 
with style points. Hate me all you want, but this is the week that they have to go out and prove it. They don't just prove it by winning. They prove it by playing a certain brand, a certain style, a certain way. That's what they need to see. What about the rest of the season, though? I'm going to talk about that, and then i got to sound off about these Buffalo Bills. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, Jeff Hartman here for your second part of this Let's Ride Wednesday morning podcast. Thank you for spending part of your home day with me. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed and understood the first segment with the the style points. I know, trust me, that when I'm writing, I was I was writing down these notes. I'm like, man, I know that I know there are some really loyal listeners out there. They're going to hit me up on Twitter and say, Jeff, you've just been telling us style points don't matter for all of these weeks. But ultimately, I, I got I get it. But you have to understand where I'm coming from here. Just beating, just winning the game is not going to do it for me. It's not going to do it. Not at this stage of the game. And when I say not at this stage of the game, we're talking about the stretch run here, folks. We're talking about the Steelers down the stretch. What does it look like? What should the Steelers be aiming for? Well, I'll tell you what they should be aiming for. They they should be aiming for a thank you card sent to uh, Owings Mills, which is where the Baltimore Ravens headquarters is. They should be sending a thank you card to them for that come from behind crazy win on Monday night football over the Cleveland Browns. Why should they be sending a thank you card to the Ravens? Well, because of that win and giving Cleveland an, of their fourth loss, they're nine and four. Now the Steelers clinched the division with a win on Monday night football, period, period. My goal to be honest with you, when you looked at the Steelers after that loss against Washington, I just didn't see them hanging with Kansas City for the top seed the whole season. I just didn't. I know that you I, I get that there is a lot of optimism out there, and I don't think Kansas City is unbeatable, by the way. I just don't. I, I think that they're a team. They have their weaknesses just like every other team. Are they really good in certain spots like Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey? Yes, yes, and yes. But do they have their weaknesses that can be exploited? Absolutely. But I just never saw the Steelers vying for that top seed. I don't know why. It was just, even when they were undefeated, I kept on thinking to myself, then there's probably going to be a stretch. They might lose a game. They might lose two games. I never thought the Steelers would be playing this poorly. But at the same time, I never really expected an undefeated season, if that makes sense. And so once I've kind of got that through my head, once I kind of figured out, okay, it's probably unlikely that they're going to get that top seed. The next goal for me was I want that week 17 game at Cleveland to mean absolutely nothing. I want it to mean nothing. Why? They can, if they can lock up the seed. So let's say they're the number two seed and win, lose, or draw in week 17. It doesn't matter. They don't, they, they are the number two seed no matter what. And that could happen. And let's say the position, you know, where they are, that they're not moving anywhere. Then they should use, and I say they, the Steelers, should use that as a bye week. 
Let Ben rest. Let TJ Watt rest. Let Cam Hayward, Stefan Tuitt, let them rest. James Conner, anyone else, Marquise Pouncey, let them rest. Put Mason Rudolph out there or Joshua Dobbs, I could care less which one. Lose the game, doesn't matter to me either. If you've locked up that spot, you can't move no matter what, then you take that week off and say, look, we haven't had a bye in a long time. Since it was moved because the Tennessee Titans outbreak, we are going to utilize this time wisely. Week 17, we are letting our guys rest because we need them fresh. We need them getting right at the best time for the playoffs. For the playoffs. And so when I look at this upcoming schedule for the Steelers, at Cincinnati, 2-10-1, the last home game for the regular season versus the Indianapolis Colts, they're 9-4. and four. They're a good football team, by the way. And then, like I said, that Week 17 game at Cleveland, which we hope is completely meaningless completely meaningless. And so is it possible? This is a question for you as you're listening to this, whether you're driving, sitting in a, you know, sitting in a, or exercising on a treadmill, cleaning dishes. I don't care. I'm supposed to be doing work and you're not. Anyways, is it possible for this Steelers team to get hot at the right time? I think that's the question that everyone wants to know the answer to. No one really knows. Because, well, they still have a lot of football left to be played. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it is possible for this team to get hot at the right time. I think it is possible for this Steelers offense to right the ship. I think it is possible for the Steelers defense to continue doing some of the things they've done all year, like taking the ball away and really being dominant up front and sacking the quarterback 70 games straight. That's an NFL record, 70, 70 regular season games. Let me preface it, 70 regular season games with a sack. But there's more to it than that. If the Steelers can find a way, if they can find a way to run the football, and I know that that's easier said than done, but I've said this on multiple podcasts before and I'll say it again. If the Steelers really want to change, if they really want to make change that's going to equate to success, then Ben Roethlisberger, Randy Feetner, Matt Canada, Mike Tomlin, anyone else that's involved in the game planning, they need to stay up, step up, stand up and say, I'm putting my ego to the side. What we're doing is not working. We need to fix it. I don't care what we have to do. I'm willing to do it. And so Ben's got to stand up and say, if I have to be under center and if Derek Watt has to be behind me, 75% of the time for us to run the ball better. And if I need to do play action passes, even though I don't like turning my back to the defense, then so be it. That's what we'll do because this might be my last run. This is this team's last go at it because we all know that next season, this team is going to look different. I'll do whatever I have to do. Just let me know. Randy feetner has got to say, Hey, Matt Canada, I need your help, man. I need your help. It kind of reminds me of Remember the Titans when, you know, all of a sudden he asked Coach Boone for some help. He goes, man, they're really killing me out there. I could use your help. And then everything starts to change. I believe that that maybe not that cinematic way (laughs) could actually change. I feel like the Steelers could start to run the ball. I feel like, you know, even on defense, they're going to be getting some players back. You're talking about Matt Filer, who I went in. I know he's on injured reserve. 
Okay, Mike Tomlin reiterated that. That happened on Monday. He's on injured reserve, but at the same time, Matt Filer, according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, he did not tear his pectoral muscle. So they're actually hopeful that he could actually he could possibly come back for the playoffs. That's good news. Robert Spillane, everyone thought he might be done for the year. He could be back by the playoffs. That was another report from Fowler. That's a, that's more good news. Okay, then you throw into the fact that if they can find a way to get some players rest, like Ben Roethlisberger, we all heard about the fact that the Steelers organization might be a little concerned about his knees or something like that. You know, I'm sure that his arm is probably a little fatigued after just going a whole year without playing, and then all of a sudden now you're throwing the ball 50-plus times a game. Getting those players rest is only going to help your cause. So when you get those players back, you get those players some rest, that could be a recipe for success. Can they figure it all out? And can they figure it out in three games? That's a question. Mike Tomlin was asked about this on Tuesday. And he said, Coach, is that enough time for you to really kind of get this thing figured out? He said, yes. We've been working on the run game. He kind of lamented the fact that the Steelers have had to play three games in 12 days. And that, that's a that's a bad cards. That's a bad hand of cards you were dealt. Okay, period. But he said, you know, we haven't had a lot of practice time, haven't been able to really work on it the way that we want to work on it. It's going to be up to the coaches to figure it out. But can they figure it out? Well, Mike Tomlin believes that they can. I still believe, and you may be laughing right now, wherever you are, I still believe that this football team can beat anyone. Still believe it. And I still believe that the only way the Steelers lose games or a game is if they beat themselves. Look at the Washington game. They beat themselves. Whether it was the missed opportunities on the goal line, whether it was the tip ball that was an interception. Think about Buffalo. You know, whether it's the oh, the pick six at the end of the first half, I could go on and on about not being able to cover digs, not making adjustments. Those are issues that the Steelers have to just get rid of. I still think that this team can beat anyone. And if you're looking for a positive spin on where the Steelers are now, I'm going to leave it up to my boy, Jerry Cherry. Okay, He's the guy that does the music for all of our morning shows, except for the live mic, as he does some stupid Canuck thing. But anyways, he said on Twitter, he mentioned me and said, I look at these last two games as playoff losses that didn't end our season. I love that outlook. I really do. And I wanted to give him credit because I'm a positive guy and there's nothing more positive than what he said. You can look at it and say, boy, this team's awful. Or you could look at this team and say, isn't it better that we're realizing this now than in the playoffs? Two sides of each coin, folks. Silver lining in that cloud. I love finding it. All right. The last thing I want to talk about before I call it a show. Anyone else hear about the Buffalo Bills talking about Juju Smith-Schuster doing some stupid TikTok dance on their logo? I think it was Josh Allen. I think I saw it on Instagram that he was quoted by saying, let them do the dancing, we're just going to effing work. Okay, you want to play the disrespect card, I get it. I, I get it, that's fine. Recognize, though, that you... Recognize a couple things here, Buffalo Bills. Number one, you all won the game. You all won the game. Let's keep that in mind here. I, I, I don't know who said it, but you know, when you lose, say little. When you win, say less. Okay? Be quiet. You won the game. 
What are you talking about Juju Smith-Schuster for? He's the one that should be answering questions about why he's dancing in the logo instead of focusing on football. But instead, you are running your mouths. I don't get that. I don't get that at all. I don't get it from a coaching perspective. I don't get it from a player's perspective. I'll tell you what, if I'm a Steeler, I'm kind of like, why are you all talking about us still? Get my name out of your mouth, essentially. Second thing, they realize they might see these teams again. Because I'll be honest, I've watched the Buffalo Bills a lot, and they played a good game. Mike Tomlin hit the nail on the head on Tuesday during his press conference when he said they were more physical than us. You say that about a team, you say that about a football team or any contact sport, that is as damning as it gets. They were more physical than us. That is a holy cow, knife through the heart. Oh my gosh, that hurts. But here's the thing. The Buffalo Bills want to run their mouths. They want to talk. I don't. You can say whatever you want about Juju doing little dances. Should Juju stop and just focus on football? I could care less what he does in pregame. The guy didn't even have his pads on. He's literally out there running around. The only other people that were on the field were the kickers. So you know what? You want to try to drum this stuff up, then yeah, drum it up. But just understand that in the postseason, you might be playing the Steelers again. And if the if the Steelers get another shot at this Bills team, I got to be honest, I like their chances. I really do. I really do. I think the Steelers match up well against Buffalo. I think the second half was a fluke. If this Steelers offense can even can even remotely figure it out, they'll beat the Bills in the playoffs. And then who will be talking? Then who will be talking? Josh Allen. Shut up, man. Gosh. Jeez. Get my name out of your mouth. That's what I want to say. Get it out of there. Come on now. All right, folks. That's a show. I appreciate all of you for listening. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. Hope you're having a great week. I will be back on Friday. On Friday, I don't know what I'm going to talk about yet. I got to be honest. I was so focused on this show and then the Christmas show coming up. Make sure you check that out. 7 o'clock tonight, Wednesday night. Check that out. That'll be debuting. I'll put it out on my Twitter feed and stuff as well. But still, got to be honest. Friday's show is going to be fun because I always do my picks in the afternoon. You're not going to get a Steelers pick from me. That'll be on Monday. But still, I hope you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It should be your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. And as always, wherever you get your podcasts, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain and subscribe, follow, whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. As we always say, we finish it out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. Let's go. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.
Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.